Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. Are you ready to unlock the full potential and growth in your business? You've already crossed seven figures in sales, but the challenge is knowing how to take your business to the next level. Join Josh Hadley, an eight-figure e-com business owner and investor, as he interviews highly successful business owners. Get ready, because you're going to learn specific actions you can take today to help your business reach its full potential and leave a lasting impact on the world. Welcome to the Ecom Breakthrough Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Hadley, where I interview the top business leaders in e-commerce. Past guests include Kevin King, Michael E. Gerber, author of The E-Myth, and Roland Frazier. Today, I am speaking with Norm Lanier. He is the CEO of his own Amazon private label business that he's been running for over a decade now, and he has lots of experience. In fact, Norm is one of the lucky winners of my comprehensive business strategy audit sessions. And so today, I'm super excited that we're going to be diving into the conversation, the audit that we just performed on Norm's business. And he's going to be sharing his takeaways, the insights that he's gleaned. Um, he is already doing millions of dollars in business, but he has aspirations to continue to grow his business and to hopefully one day be able to exit that business. And today that's the conversation that we had and we talked about. So before we dive into that, I want to also just give a quick shout out and let people know that you could also receive a comprehensive business audit as well. All you need to do is email me at josh at ecombreakthrough.com. That's ecom with two M's. And in your subject line, go ahead and say strategy audit. Then plead your case as to why I should choose you to win this month's free strategy audit. And don't worry if you don't win this month, you'll be entered to win for future months to come. So Norm, with that introduction, I want you to kind of give us a quick intro about yourself, um, how you got started into the e-com world and what you've been doing over the last decade. Yeah, thanks, Josh. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to uh, talk with you and your listeners also. Um, I've been doing uh, first uh, e-com business. I kind of uh, came in the back door and, and started that in 2004. Uh, started building some side hustles while I was an employee at uh, at HP. Uh, got to the point where I was making more of my side hustles than my real job. So for my 50th anniversary, um, I, I 50th uh, birthday, I uh, turned in my resignation. And uh, I've been doing uh, Amazon and in Shopify, Etsy, a lot of different uh, marketplaces since then full time. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at today. I love it. And Norm and I dance in the same space. Sometimes we might be considered competitors, but the, there's such a big marketplace out there that we were able to, you know, really kind of lift a, open the hood today and really dive into each other's businesses. He was able to ask me a lot of questions and hopefully I was able to share some valuable insights with you, Norm. And that's what we'll talk about. Norm, we, we first started off by talking about, you know, what is your overall goal in in your business right and what are the biggest obstacles that you're facing so why don't you go ahead and kind of reiterate what we started our conversation off with yeah so you know just t taking a look you know i i think i'm falling into the same category as as most people are uh, selling in the e-commerce space right now uh dealing with more competition uh things are constantly moving 
you know, the economy is down to a degree. So I think uh, in our space, we're, we're seeing, um, you know, some pullback on, on spend at, uh, over the last couple of years. So that's created challenges, right? And, and uh, um, you know, as we, as we mentioned, I've been doing this for a long time, and I really had gotten to the point where um, a couple of years ago and stuff, I really felt like I was out of touch that before it was pretty easy for me. I really felt like I had it dialed in. And over the past few years, it really felt like I was kind of losing control. And a lot of that had to do with uh, not having the proper dashboards and tools to be able to evaluate kind of where we were at on a very granular level, right? Because it's one thing to see your big number and your paychecks and all of those things come in on a monthly basis. But, you know, on a product level, after shipping fees and advertising and all of those refunds and so forth, what is each product actually generating as far as income and what is really driving bottom line growth? And once I got the proper tools in place, really kind of opened my eyes that a lot of products that we had, it's like, why am I even bothering with this when it's all said and done? I'm not making any money. It's certainly not worth the effort uh, on this. So we we have really have gone in and, and cleaned up our catalog and eliminated a lot of stuff, a lot of excess inventory. And then we've been working on trying to get inventory under control where we're not running out of inventory, right? So we're constantly playing that game also. Yeah. So, Norm, what was your intention of signing up for this? strategy audit what was your hopes um, that you would walk away from this meeting with yeah so I, I don't think it hurts to ever have another set of eyes from someone um, that is um, you know in the same marketplace and and understands your business right because it's one thing to talk to a CPA or uh, a bookkeeper or someone about your business and stuff but they only understand it from the number side of things right and so they really don't understand what what levers you have at your disposal that you can pull. And so in the conversation going back and forth between us uh, over the last what, uh, couple of hours, uh, we, we really dug into the business and, and broke things down. Um, and I really took away some um, some key points to start focusing on, um, you know, uh, just talking about advertising. I'm not spending enough on advertising. That was something that came out of this meeting. Um, it's like, you know, there's a lot of headroom there where we could be spending more uh, on advertising to drive more bottom line growth. Um, and that's probably the biggest lever that, that uh, um, you know, came out of the conversation. But um, I haven't gotten that insight from anybody else. And I'm certainly not going to get it from a bookkeeper or uh, or CPA. So this has been really super valuable of, of digging into the business and going under the hood um, from someone that lives in the same world that I do and, and understands the, the language and the things that, that really can make it a, 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 an impact on the business. Yeah. And I think that's a great summary, Norm. One One thing that you had mentioned at the beginning of the call, you know, if we could wave a magic wand, what mm -hmm. would you like to see improved, right, right, in your business? Well, that would be the profitability, sure. right? Uh, you had mentioned that, you know, you had seen over the last couple of years since COVID, you had seen some pullback in consumer spending. You've been struggling with that that profit margin and being able to grow it and maintain it and, and identifying, like, what are the levers um, that actually impact that bottom line? 
Now, with you, you have over 7,000 different SKUs, so you've got a lot to to handle, right? This isn't yeah. just like, so I've got five SKUs, here's where we're at. Like, this is, this. there's a lot that you could dig into. One of the things that we talked about is that taxonomy of value. And we talked about focusing on the levers that can provide the outsized returns compared to everything else. I want you to kind of reiterate, you know, maybe to our audience, what that means, what your takeaways were as it relates to the levers that you have to pull in your business. And, you know, do we spend time on all 7,000 or how do we determine where we're going to spend our time? Because we have a limited amount of time. My team has a limited amount of time. What's there? What do I do in order to actually impact the business? Yeah. One of, one of the big things also was, um, and this was a great insight because my business has always been, um, I've never gone after, um, huge products that had a huge amount of competition. It was always the, um, as we referred to them as the bond hit, uh, to get to first base sort of thing. Right. And you don't have to make a huge amount of money on each product when you've got 7,000 SKUs, right? But that being said, I've been in this business long enough, too, that, um, you know, that attitude um, is probably preventing me from reaching the full potential just because at this point it takes as much time and effort and resources for my employees and myself uh, to launch a product that is not only going to sell a couple of units a day. And instead, where I should be focusing is really drilling down and putting more effort into looking at each product or each product idea and which ones could be that, you know, double, triple uh, home run uh, sort of sort of product. Um, because, again, it, it, each one of these products that we add adds another layer to the business of complication. Um, and so at this point in time, it's probably I need to shift my mentality from easy base hits uh, to to things that are really going to move the needle much more uh, than than what I've been focusing on. Yeah, Norm, you summarize that perfectly. I think that's a big mindset shift that a lot of entrepreneurs need to have in order to shift and go from seven figures to eight figures and beyond. Um, because you know the the saying is, "What got you here is not going to get you there," right? And with our business, um, it's been that way. We started our business by finding very niche opportunities where it was only maybe two or three sales a day, right? Lots of bunt hits. We're flying under the radar. There's no black hat competition. There's not a whole lot of competition in general right now. You know, fast forward. That's that originally built a $5 million business. That was like, all right, Hey, look at this. But then when we wanted to say, Hey, how do we go from seven to eight figures? We then had to identify hey, look how many product opportunities are ahead of us. We can't do all of them. We have a fixed amount of time and resources. So why don't we start focusing on the ones that actually can provide an outsized return? What if we could find products that are doing 20 to 50 to 100 sales a day? What could that do? Because it's the same amount of time to do keyword research. It's the same amount of time to do the product copy, the same amount of time to do PPC management for something big as it is, relatively speaking, for something that's small. Um, And then you also talked about here, Norm, is the complexity with um, your supply chain. 
So why don't you tell our audience why that that is more complicated in your aspect? Because you're running a warehouse, you're running running a manufacturing plant all at the same time. So talk to me why, you know, that adds complication to your business. Well, you know, since, since we are manufacturing everything, um, if, if we're doing really small quantities, so obviously uh, we're in the printing business and, and so we're printing on various materials, um, but it, it, it comes down to, how you know, it's quicker to print a hundred of something of one thing than, uh, you know, two things of 50 uh, different items at once, right? Um, as far as shipping in and creating labels and packaging and all of that, because we do all of that internally. Um, and that makes us kind of unique uh, from a lot of, you know, Amazon and, and e-com sellers and that we are a manufacturer. So uh, being able to concentrate on a few items that we can crank out a huge quantity for, um, it is, it's obviously more efficient and uh, it, it gives us the potential also um, to drive costs down and buying in bigger volumes and things like that also. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a great takeaway. And what I think our listeners and every business owner just needs to take away in general is sometimes when, when your back's up against the wall and you want to figure out maybe your business has become a little more complicated than it needs to be, a really good thing that you could do is just take a step back and identify what's the 20 and 80% rule in my business, what SKUs or what type of products are actually, you know, in the 20% that are driving 80% of my revenue, right? Because you could probably remove those 80% of the, your SKUs that are only generating 20% of your revenue. And you probably wouldn't notice a big difference. In fact, it'd probably free up your team's time, frees up your time and mental, you know, capacity of of added stress to feel more free and nimble as a business. And, and you see it as a learning step. You don't see it as a failure of like, Oh, now I've, I've got to kill all these skews. It's like, yeah, you are, but you're doing that in order to free yourself up because now you've basically done all these bunts. You've been able to test out the waters. That's the beauty of having 7,000 skews. You've tested out the waters so many times, Norm, that you can take a step back and you can easily identify this is where I win and this is where I repeatedly win. So I'm going to continue to double down in these areas and it will make your business a more simple, which is honestly more appealing to somebody that's going to acquire you. Right. But then number two, as a business owner, imagine the, the, you know, freedom and the lack of stress that you're able to experience when you just get really good at doing something instead of being a jack of all trades, master of none so to speak. Right. Yeah. Um, Norm, I know I'm preaching to the choir here for yourself because you've been around the block for a long time. You've been in e-commerce. You've been on Amazon even longer than I have. I would love for you, Norm, to maybe share your insights with the audience, other seven-figure sellers that want to get to eight figures and beyond. Why don't you kind of just dispel some of the myths that you've, you've tried and you've tested in your own business that have still kind of left you where you are today, still lacking and kind of wanting more right. in your business just to help them maybe avoid those same obstacles and yeah. stumbling blocks. 
Well, the first thing that comes to mind there is is focusing on uh, what brought you to the dance, right? Because um, I, I was involved with the group. We, you know, we leaned, started leaning in real heavily into Shopify, um, and uh, it was working to a degree up until the point where um, um, the iOS change came in, privacy things that Apple implemented, which took Facebook advertising really into the toilet. Um, and we, we tried to, you know, we worked with our agency for a long time on that, um, trying to, to write that, that ship. And, um, it finally just came to the point where I'm not making any money. Why am I doing this and putting all this effort and so forth into it? And we weren't going small on it. We were going big and, uh, had put a huge amount of time and effort. Um, and it took away resources and focus, right? Um, it, it's, you know, you don't know until you try, but it was one of those things that um, we kind of fell into. Um, there's been so much talk about, uh, you know, the danger of putting all your eggs in one basket and so forth. And, uh, you know, diversity is not a bad thing. We have other channels that we do well on, uh, but uh, we certainly got distracted uh, for a couple of years, I would say, uh, with with trying to make that work. And uh, anybody that that is, uh, you know, doing well on Amazon and has this idea of, of um, going, you know, diving into the deep end of, of trying to set up their own store and so forth on Shopify, I would, I would recommend some caution on that because uh, it's easy to set up a store. Uh, getting traffic to it, though, is a whole new ballgame. And that's one of the things you lose focus on um, being on Amazon because Amazon has all the buyers um, coming to them looking for, the products that you're selling. Once you're out on your own little island, Shopify Island, trying to get any kind of visitors to come to your site is expensive. And that's one of the things that people that push Shopify really downplay is how difficult that is. Um, marketplaces exist for a reason because they have eyeballs, right? And yeah, it's not cheap, but when you start having to actually spend for to acquire customers, you understand that, that what you're getting with these marketplaces a lot of times is a real value um, when it com compares to trying to do it on your own. Yeah, it's so true. And Norm, I shared with you, that was honestly one of our biggest mistakes, right? Everybody kept preaching like diversify, diversify yourself. What if Amazon suspends you one day? Well, and Norm, I think you've actually even experienced that. Like you tell oh, us, yeah. like, what's your experience with Amazon suspensions like? You still have an Amazon business today, so obviously you've made it through. Yeah. Why don't you maybe rest some of our fears aside, yeah. if you wouldn't mind sharing that. Well, you know, that's the funny thing. I'm in a, a large group with a lot of really high-end uh, Amazon sellers, a million-dollar group. And um, I put out the question one time. It's like, does anybody actually know someone that was suspended that didn't actually ever be able to get back on Amazon? And almost nobody said yes. And the few people that did say yes were that these people were just literally just scamming people. It was, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, it was just so black hat. It wasn't even funny. Um, so a, a getting suspended on Amazon, yes, it exists. Yes, it's frustrating and nerve wracking and all of those sort of things. And uh, I've, I've gone way out of my way to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. So I sleep a lot better at night than I used to. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, 
it, it's not, it's not a reason to abandon Amazon or really take your focus off of it. In my opinion, um, I just don't see that there is a good alternative to Amazon where you should be putting more attention. I mean, there are marketplaces we sell on Etsy and we do well there. We're on Walmart, uh, almost non-existent. We're on eBay, almost non-existent. Uh, so you have to pick and choose where to put your focus. And we don't put any focus on Walmart. It's there. Uh, we have products there and they sell and we ship them out. But we don't put any effort into dry, trying to drive additional sales there uh, just because our time is so much better spent focusing on Amazon, optimizing, right? So that's been like the last year. It's like that's what we've been digging into deep is just optimizing everything, our listings, our keywords, um, our back-end operations, where we're spending our money, you know, all of those sort of things, because the co competition is not going to become less. Uh, let's hope the economy becomes a little bit better down the road, and so sales go up in that area. But realistically, things aren't going to get any easier um, going forward. So the only way to survive uh, any kind of long-term business is just get really good and efficient at what you're doing and figuring out, uh, where to spend your time to move the lever as much as possible in your favor. Yep. I love that, Norm. And I think you kind of summarized everything really well there. And that's what I love to do at the end of each of the regular episodes. But I'll do that even for this episode. What are kind of the three takeaways and action items that you are going to be doing in your business based on this um, audit that we've done? Number one, I think we've shared a lot of insight into identifying the levers that actually make an impact in your business. And so for our listeners, what, what do I mean when we talk about levers? Imagine all the things that you could focus on in your business, right? You could focus on driving external traffic. You could create a blog. You could invest time into, you know, social media content. You could invest time into Shopify. The list goes on and on and on. So how do you identify where do I spend my time? Um, we talked about this, Norm, in your annual planning. You kind of need to do your own analysis and create your own hypothesis, right? Going back to science back in elementary school, create a hypothesis, right? If I do X, Y, Z, I believe it could provide me with this return. And then if you go down all of those action items or ideas, at least that will start to help you prioritize what is going to make a bigger impact in your business. Um, whether that hypothesis comes to fruition or not, um, go in with an educated guess. So that's action item number one. Action item number two is overall simplifying your business by focusing on the 20% of those products that are generating 80% of your sales. And Norm had talked about all the effort that he's done getting to this point, which is great, and understanding his numbers better, understanding which products are moving the needle. We had a brief conversation where you even said, maybe I don't need this other, you know, product side of my business because the margins are low. And actually, most of my overhead and employee cost is associated with those products. Imagine if those aren't included in my top 20% of products that are generating 80% of the revenue. Imagine what that could do to simplify the business, right? So for our listeners, ap apply that to your own business. What's the 2080? rule in your own business. And last but not least, we talked about um, the opportunity for PPC spend in Norm's account specifically. 
Um, he's got a relatively low tacos percentage in the single digits right now. And if he were to, I, I didn't just tell him, Hey, just go spend money just to spend money, but to spend money focusing on those 20% products, right. That are producing the 80% of revenue. And before you dive into that PPC, I said one key thing that's kind of a prerequisite norm before you just start spending money on PPC or doubling down on it. What do you have to do first and get really good at? You've got to figure out exactly what the keywords are that are going to move the needle. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got a whole strategy that I'm sharing with Norm that walks through. How do you categorize those all the keywords? We're talking about thousands of keywords into four different buckets and categories of keywords, shop, semi shop, browse, browse specific um, and the specific advertising strategies you should have for each of those keywords. That's where he's going to be able to provide an outsized return on his business with a minimal amount of investment of his time. So there's kind of our summary, Norm. Is there anything else that you want to share with the audience about how this audit went? Uh, Was it worth your time uh, to wrap things up here? Yeah, it was was definitely worth my time. I appreciate everything that uh, uh, you digging into my business is is, uh, we talked about earlier. Um, I think it's it's really good to have another set of eyes uh, look at your business, right? Because uh, you see it one way. It's, it's good to see someone that, that has the same uh, knowledge base to be able to come in and say, here's here's where some opportunities are to either uh, add to or eliminate, uh, you know, from your business. So having um, someone that can can do that, um, that's knowledgeable, because, as I mentioned, having a CPA or bookkeeper look at, at your numbers is really going to provide very little insight on how to change the business to improve it. Um, and so, and you have just been incredibly generous in um, um, the information that you've provided. And so I certainly appreciate uh, uh, your time uh, in, in helping me to gain better insight into my own business. Well, Norm, I'm excited and, and honored to have this privilege to have worked with you over the last few hours. And I look forward to maybe we do another podcast episode a year after, right? That's like, all right, yeah, what's happened in your business? Um, yeah. And then hopefully to see the progress that you've been able to make there. So hopefully there will be a part two coming yeah. down the road. Um, but Norm, thank you so much for your time. And for our listeners, those of you who are interested in, in having a similar experience like Norm has had, where you've got a third party's you know, set of eyes that want to come and provide you with insight of, things that are going well and seem to be going well in your business and maybe some areas of weakness um, from another seller that's hopefully been there and done that. My my job and the whole reason why I like doing these is to hopefully help other sellers like Norm be able to navigate around many of those obstacles and stumbling blocks that I ran into, help him leapfrog over those and to crush his business and to continue to expand into that eight-figure range. So. Norm, thanks again for your time. Yeah, I appreciate your time. Thanks a lot, Josh. Thank you for listening. Visit ecombreakthrough.com for more information. If you've enjoyed today's episode, the best way you can show your appreciation is by clicking the subscribe button and quickly leaving a review. See you again next time.